Straight Talk Uncut. Hey everybody, how's it going? It's Tellers here, back with another edition of Straight Talk Uncut. And this is being recorded on March 16th, 2016. How you guys doing? How's everybody doing? Woke up to snow this morning. Yeah, sp spring is here and uh, snow is here in Colorado, here in East East Colorado. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's supposed to get warm up today, but um, you know I, I I get up at oh dark thirty, did my workout, didn't even you know look outside or anything, and then um, when I finished my workout around four o'clock, went in the kitchen to get coffee, and I was gonna. Uh, you know, I start turning on lights, uh, little, you know, small lights like the over stove light so I can put the pot of um, boil some water for some coffee. And um, went to turn off the back porch lights. And I was like, I did a double take. I turned the light, I turned the, the light off. And then I was like, wait a minute. Turned around and uh, yeah, ground is white. So I turned the light back on. I was like, holy shit, it's snow. And then I, you know, um, looked at the, See if see if I had any statuses to see if there was a delay in school, you know, see if my my daughter's had a school delay or anything like that or so. Um yeah, yeah, it's snowing here in, in Colorado today. Um it's supposed to melt off, so not not a big deal. But you know what? Actually, that's one of the things I I actually like about Colorado. It's like man, the weather's here. I don't even know why we have weather weather people to try to predict the weather here. It can, I mean, in one day, in one 24-hour period, we could have like three different seasons roll through. It can snow in the morning, around noontime, it can it can get up to like 68 degrees, 70 degrees, and melt it all off, and then uh, you know end up being a pleasant day. And then by the nighttime, it's windy, <laughs> it's windy and cloudy, like it's gonna rain or snow or something again. Um, just like the other day, um, it, it got real windy, right? And there's no leaves on any trees around here. And I had the garage door open. So I go out to, to go get in the truck. You know, I left the garage door open and, and the garage is full of leaves. So I'm like, where the hell did these leaves come from? And even my, when my wife got home, she was like, where all those leaves come from? She thought I had like a project going on or something. Like I was... I was doing something. I was like, I, I have no idea. Anyway, let me go ahead and get the quote out of the way. And this quote, quote for this this episode is by Harry Emerson Fosdick. And it goes like this. Self-pity gets you nowhere. One must have the adventurous daring to accept oneself as a possible as a bundle of possibilities and undertake the most interesting game in the world, making the best of one's of oneself. I, I messed that all up. Let me let me do that one again. Self-pity gets you nowhere. One must have the adventurous daring to accept oneself as a bundle of possibilities and undertake the most interesting game in the world, making the most of one's best. Again, that's by Henry, uh, excuse me, Harry Emerson Fosdick. Is there a Henry Fosdick? I don't know. Harry Emerson Fosdick. So, there's a there if you if you think about this quote there should never be a dull moment in your life you know when you when you're working on making yourself better there should never be a boring dull moment you there should never be a day where you wake up and say i don't know what to do you know whether you're making yourself better as a person better at your craft better at your skill better uh in a personal aspect of your life like you know being a father husband brother or even just being a better pet owner being a better gardener whatever it is if you're always striving to make yourself better at being something you will always have you know something to to look forward to each day each day you wake up i have this this motto focus create master evolve and the master is is about self-mastery it's about mastering yourself like focusing on yourself that's why i don't i don't do a lot of um like I don't really get into a lot of uh, like the you know pop culture gossip because I don't have time for it. I'm not worried about. It. I have my own problem. I have so many issues and problems of my own that I need to work out. I can't. I can't. Um, I can't pay attention to other 
people. You know what I mean? And, it, and, it, and sometimes I I get confused with people who have a family and lives and stuff, but they're into. I, I mean, if you if that's your business, like if you if you're a blogger or if you're journalist or you know if that has to do with the way you make money, make a living, then that's one thing. But I'm just I'm just talking about people just idly, um, just into this stuff. Because if you would concentrate on like the seemingly narrow focus of our own particular lives, there's always a goal to achieve. Like whether you, you, if you don't have any kind of business goals, you don't have any sort of like, you know, because when we think of goals, we always think it has to be tied to a job or business or making income or something like that. Like, you know, when you, when you look at a lot of these self-help books and stuff, there, there is always tied to like, something to where you're making money but you know the biggest and i and i made this mistake i made this mistake um probably five six no actually i can tell you it was it was about seven seven years ago seven eight years ago let's see how long has my wife been married it was about more like eight or nine years ago we've been married 16 years so it was around the seven year itch time when when you know when i realized Marriage is you. You have to go. You have to approach marriage the same way you approach business. At the time, I was uh, heavy into building my real estate empire, and 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 you know, and I was just thinking, okay, I got the support of my wife. That's cool. That's all I need to have. And I and I sort of faltered on uh, taking the same approach with 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 family life as I was with business life. You know what I mean? And when you when you hear a lot of um, these, quote, successful people, a lot of it came at the sacrifice of family. And that was the one, that's, that's the one thing that I won't sacrifice. You know, I'm not willing to sacrifice my, my family. Um, it's, it's just not. It's, it's not. So that's one of the things that I'm always working on. Always, man. It's, it's, I, I get in trouble with <laughs> with my wife. Actually, it's been it's been a little better. We had a little little thing, uh, actually on our on the day we celebrate our anniversary, but we talked it out and you know. But I, I'm always saying, like uh, you, you know, I'm, I, it's, I, it's just sometimes it's hard for me to realize uh, the way things come out of my mouth, <laughs> and I'm always working on that. I'm all you know. I'm not I'm not such a I'm not a egomaniac or a narcissist to the fact why I, I don't think. I have issues or problems. I I'm the first person to, to 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 you know to state that. So that's why nobody can ever criticize me more than my more than I can criticize myself. No nobody because I I already know, I already know. So, but a lot of people like turn that back on themselves, you know, as being like the 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 pri their priority of, of what they should be working on, and. You know, they may gain success in this one area of life and then everything else falls to shit, just shatter. Just, just you know, I, I recently uh, listened to a podcast with this guy, this photographer I discovered. You know, although he's on top now, but he went through all that. He lost his, you know, wife, went through, had a bankruptcy, all that shit, you know, and it was, and he admitted it. It was, but it was the same, it's the same trap, same thing that all of us can go through, especially when we have, something that we're aiming towards like if you if you're sitting around you're not doing shit you you know you go to work and you just want to be an average joe at work you don't you don't strive to be like the fucking top dog at work um yeah i mean it's like you know you just you, you just content your head down you you fucking just 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 go through the motions of life i'm i'm i'm, I'm talking about those people i'm talking about the people who are out there doing it you know out there doing things um but also just remember you gotta you gotta make sure you take care of yourself too so like i mentioned before i've been uh i've been cooking these recipes out of this book called skinny taste right and when i first started out i just wanted the food to taste good i wanted to be um like low i i i, I like when, when my wife and i diet and and, and you know uh, change the way we eat we we still want the same taste. <laughs> we want the same taste, and we want you know we don't want to like go through because we know they're fads. We know if you try to go on an all kale diet, this shit's not gonna last. 
we 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 did this male before we had kids we did this mayo clinic diet and it was like it was brutal but i mean yeah we saw results but it was brutal and when we came to the end of it we went berserk on eating bad you know we just in, in our system our, we hadn't ate out like you know in like fast food in so long that our system just couldn't take it so we we want to eat like normal stuff but we we just learning how to um use substitutes for a lot of different stuff that are not as good you know so when i when we first when i first started cooking these recipes i just wanted the food to taste good like taste similar to what the normal you know shit would be you know if for instance if there's a pizza you you still want the taste of a pizza but not all the fat and all that and i know that's this that's hard you know you want to get you know it's just it's just not not trying to take it down from like no fat you know what i mean that's just impossible but to like lessen all the bad stuff by using substitutes so um you know instead of like margarine you use uh like unsalted margarine or unsalted butter you know some stuff like that instead of using like vegetable oil or or uh you know uh, uh, another unhealthy grease you use like canola or olive oil things like that so when I first started to do these recipes, I just wanted it to taste good. And then once we, I mean, we we're probably like ten dishes in from that book, uh, and there's only been one that was just, and and, it, and I don't think it had to do with the recipe. It was it was this one that one of the uh, ingredients was um, asparagus. I've never I've never even had asparagus, and while everybody else liked it, you know, for for that one time, I I I couldn't I can I can eat it. And and we all agreed that yeah that was a that was a one hit, you know that everything else in in the recipe was good but that asparagus is out, so so we got the taste to where we want it we you know we know how to like find these you know ingredients that we are not used to using and these sauces and st things like that that we're not used to using, so now my thing is to make the the dish look like the picture. You know what I mean? Like it, you know. So we we pay. We like okay. We getting the feel, getting the roll of it. So this, I mean, this is just something. This is like I'm not. I don't. I don't strive to be a cook. But if I'm going to be doing this, you know, how, I mean, how cool will it be to make the to make to get the dish to look like the book, the picture in the book? And this is not really anything new to me. Like I've always admired, like culinary you know i but i you know it's just not something that i'm passionate enough about to to devote to it but i did when i was in college the first time i was in college you know i was in my teens i was a cook at this restaurant and um and when you know when i first started cooking it got to a point to where i was like i would, I would finish a dish and then i'd be like this this looks nothing like the picture on the menu um, you know and it was like i didn't want to I just want to put shit out there and then because the worst thing you could do when you're in that type of environment is to put is to put some to you know send out a dish and then the the customer send it back so i do i don't want to be that guy you know people looking at you cross-eyed and looking at you sideways like this dude fool his dishes look like shit because for one thing i was like the low man on the totem pole because i was the last one to get hired you know and and uh so i had something to prove so Again, I didn't start out like wanted the wanted the dish to look like the picture. It was something that when I saw all these other guys, especially there was this one guy, he was from Nigeria, and um, and he actually he also he was a senior at Jackson. The college I went to was Jackson State University in Mississippi. He he was a senior there. He was you know he was like getting ready to graduate, and this dude, and he 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 was uh I think he was majoring in like the same thing I was majoring in computer science. And but when this dude would put up a dish, it, it would look like something out of a magazine, right? But I would never like um, ask him anything, you know. I would I would never, uh, you know, be like, "Hey man, can you help me out?" That, that's that's one of my biggest faults right there. Uh, but one day he he just you know gave me some tips. He like you know in his accent, he was like, you know, you gotta do this this this, and showed me how I like the little small things goes a long way because i never understood like why place this shit on your plate that you're not going to eat like the little garnishing and I'm like well who cares if you put a little parsley flake right there or like that 
you know, and that's I that's how I started out thinking like if the shit's not meant to be be eaten, why put it on the plate? <laughs> that's how I used to think like I'm not like if they're not gonna eat it, why why put that shit in the plate on the plate? And and of course like this was me, who's I mean at the time I never went out to like a fa- fancy restaurant or anything. I I just you know I, I never knew anything. I'm used to mom's cooking so. Um, but he, when he, when he started showing me and I saw like the care that he took and first, and let me mention this, uh, maybe if somebody else had did it, I would, I was like taking, you know, better note, but I thought this guy was like an arrogant asshole when I first started working there. I, I just thought he was in like an overachiever, you know, even, even when I would see him on campus, <laughs> you know, he, it was something about him, but then I realized later, no, this dude just, he has a better um, you, you know, well, just like this quote said, he he's making the most of himself. You know, he's he's making the if he's gonna get up, go to work, do his thing, be out. The dude, he was just like always like way too dressed up. <laughs> but you know, again, and but he was again, he was always happy though. Dude was always happy. So he, you know, he sort of took me on his wing, and uh, I know this is a long story, but he he sort of took me on his wing, and um. And I actually started getting good, you know, to where my dishes would look like what was on the menu to the point to where all like the older cooks, I was like the youngest guy there too. Uh, all the, I was like, you know, 18, 18, 19. The next person older than me was like probably like 26 or something, way older. Um, I was the only person there as a cook that wasn't old enough to drink, put it like that. So, I started to get good, you know, to where people started noticing, the management started noticing, got a little raise and all this shit, right? And then I started to get cocky. <laughs> started to get cocky. I remember this one day where the owners of this restaurant were local. So I came to work. I I know this is a long story, but let me I just I just remember this thing. So this uh one of the owners was there at the restaurant. I'm coming in. I got my spatula, you know, in my hand. That was that was a big thing. You had you had your own spatula and you kept it, you had your name branded in it, right? So I'm coming in and the the one of the owners was there. He was sweeping. He was like mopping and like doing doing like the shit that usually like the bus boy would do. You know, because there was no janitor. The bus boys were janitor. And I actually did that for like first two weeks that I worked there. I like I did dishes, at, you know, bus tables, all that, clean bathroom, all that shit, right? You know, so um, so he was there. Then when I went back, you know, in the kitchen, the manager, one of the managers was like, hey, man, go go ask him if you, he wants you to do that. And I was like, fuck that. I'm a cook. You know, I'm like, I'm not. I'm not it's his restaurant. If he want to clean it, let him clean it. <laughs> you know, and, and I know that's one of my biggest faults. Like, I, I have this. And, and that's one of the reasons why I knew I had to get out of the military because I don't just respect people because of their status. I have to, I, I don't know, man. It's, it's just, it's, I, and, and, and it's, it, it's a fault. You know, it's almost to a fault to where um, I, I know it has held me back, <laughs> you know, because I don't, I don't, I don't even know if it's called brown nose, you know, whatever, but I don't have that tech to where, um, I just respect somebody because of a status that they achieved. I, I just don't do that, you know? And, 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 and I had that problem with, uh, officers in the military to where they think just because they, you know, this officer or this rank that they can like, uh, and then not, it's, it, it's not all of them, but that was, there was a few particular ones start just, because, just because they went to fucking school and got a degree and, and became an officer they can act a certain way and uh people just you know they can just roll over people but uh yeah so i was i that's that's one of my faults to it and they, again that's that's a thing that i work on not not necessarily working on to the point where i can kiss ass or whatever but working on tact and that's a i, I learned a lot of that from my wife she has she has this and, and it, it has a lot to do with her mom and dad too because they are real you know um they, they they just have a way, uh, you know, about them. So anyway, I know that was a long story, <laughs> that was, but I, it, it's just something came in my mind. Like it, it's it's amazing how you reflect on stuff you did. Um, like I can't remember stuff I did yesterday, right? Like my wife can she get mad at me because I if I she asked me about 
some letter that came from you know came from from one of the girls' school or some email, and I'm like, I I can't I don't know I can't remember, but I can remember some shit from like 20 years ago. Anyway, let's move on. Moving on. All right, so I mentioned that I was gonna start like uh, talking about these ways. You know, these possible ways that you can fund different projects, right? And there's these crowdfunding. Um, I've never used any sort of crowdfunding, so I'm not talking. I'm not. I'm not uh, giving you like personal experience. I'm just. It's just something that I. Because now you know, there's so many of them now. So every once in a while, if I hear about a new one, you know, I started creating a list. So I figured every once in a while. I'm going to mention them here on the on the podcast. So I came across this one called GoFundMe. It's G-O-F-U-N-D-M-E dot com. GoFundMe.com, right? So you know it's a it's a crowdfunding um platform. And uh so let me let me just read here about it. It says uh and it's global too, so it's international. So gun GoFundMe personal online fundraising websites are perfect for individuals, groups, and organizations. Based in San Diego and uh, Menlo Park, GoFundMe has launched was launched on May 10, 2010, and has quickly become the world's number one fundraising site for personal causes and life events. Millions of people have raised over one billion dollars in the past 365 days. So the fees associated with GoFundMe is there's a 5% fee, and then also there's a processing fee of 2.9% plus uh, 30%. And then it's an all or nothing. Oh, no, no, it's saying that it's not an all or nothing. So I, I do know what, all, I do know what that, that means. So there's, there, uh, and I'm not sure which ones fall into the category of all or nothing, which ones don't. So, you know, I may create a list of just that. But all or nothing meaning, if you make a if you you know make a bid for pledges at a certain level, you have to reach that level, or you don't get anything. So for instance, if you if you trying to raise ten thousand dollars, right, and you get nine hundred, I mean you get nine thousand dollars or nine thousand five hundred. If you don't reach that ten, you don't get anything. Nothing, zip, zero, nada. So that's why a lot of times, um, but but see, what I'm thinking is there has to be, and I don't know, there ha- there has to be a way to where you can't just underbid just so you make your goal. You know what I mean? Like I'm not sure, uh, and I and I, I'm going to read some more on this. So 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 what if you what if you want what if you need ten thousand, but you say uh, yeah, I only want one thousand. Just so you can, you know, it's like chances are you you'll make that one thousand. So what happens to everything over that one thousand? There has to be a certain, there has to be some way to prevent people from just lowballing, so they, you know, in in order to better their chances of getting their funds. Um, one other thing I wanted to start doing was, I, I wanted to start contributing to to some of these, you know, fundraisers to some of these. Uh, to some of these these causes, so uh, maybe that's what I'll start doing, and then and then learning more that way also, and you know add that to in, in addition to you know finding ways you can fund your project, also you know shouting out causes that I think are worth. Man, I'm looking at this front page of GoFundMe, and I I I don't know why this never even struck in my mind i was thinking there's gonna be like gadgets and you know people trying to get a a book published but okay let me read this one so there's a trooper sean culling memorial fund so this this must be a officer who was uh who died on the job yeah yeah that's that's what it is or no no i'm not necessarily died on the job but i'm not sure uh, but there's, uh, you know, there's also these ones for like animal cruelty and man, man, man. When I when I see, um, when I when I see like pe- people that just doing shit to animals, man. I you know, 
there's just something I, I just I don't know I don't know I go into another uh, uh, just I don't know I don't know I don't even want to talk about that um, and, and and so there's there are other ones on here like the Purple Heart recipients um, this guy just uh, this veteran like he had had some injuries from being in combat that's needing some funds and donations so yeah so so go check out GoFundMe.com uh yeah, some of these are sad, man. Like I wasn't even, <laughs> I wasn't even expecting this. I was, I was thinking, along the lines of, um, you know, like you go to Kickstarter, a lot of the stuff is like tech stuff and you know, <clears throat> things like that. So yeah, I'm gonna have to look at, look at, look at that one, a little deeper. Um. Yeah, so that may be so. GoFundMe maybe maybe for another type. Let me see if I can find something that's not as sad. Woo, that kind of caught me off guard. All right, so here's one. What is this? Support GNO family cyclery. Cyc is that cyclery? Is that a word? Um, I'm just reading this here. What are they doing? Okay, so it looks like they're bike builders of some sort. Yeah, so that's that's sort of what I was sort of expecting to see more, but uh, anyway, check out GoFundMe.com. You know, again, I'm gonna be posting some, uh, you know, talking a little bit more as I learn more about these different resources. So that's that. Um, another thing I want to talk about was, uh, you know, I also want to talk about these venues and outlets. Uh, ways that you can get your your art viewed or organizations that you can join for support here I look see this that's my this is my um focus level I'm, I had to check this email I've been looking for okay so SEPA the contemporary photography and visual art center in Buffalo New York so about SEPA Located in Buffalo's historic Market Arcade Complex, SEPA Gallery is a full-service contemporary photography and visual arts center with impact in both the local and national communities serving approximately 300,000 individuals annually with four galleries of changing exhibits and events, multimedia public arts installation, arts education programs, and an open access darkroom and digital photo lab. So check that out. SEPA creates a vibrant presence in the heart of downtown Buffalo. And that website is sepagallery.org, and that's C-E-P-A gallery.org. All of all, you know, all one one uh, word. Um, and and I, I've came I've come across SEPA a while ago, but you know, at the time I you know I wasn't I wasn't like. I was just pretty much looking looking at what type of art is being displayed. Well, like what I'm always fascinated by like the jury process with um you know with with exhibits. Uh and I'm I'm on SEPA's front page. So it looks like they have the SEPA Gallery, the Flux Gallery, the Focus Gallery, Passageway Gallery, and Underground Gallery. And I'm pretty sure each one of these different galleries showcases uh different different type of work so again that's you know as i as i go through these these um you know when i come across these galleries and things like that they come on my radar i'm just going to mention over here you know just in case somebody you know just in case you guys never heard of them you may even be close you may be in buffalo just like um i the the center for fine arts is it center yeah center for fine arts is here in uh, Colorado. I mean, it's it's a little ways north of me, but I've never even been there. It's one, you know, I've never even been to that gallery. I, the, I I used to go to galleries a lot downtown. I used to just walk around, you know, check out galleries and in, in, in museums and things like that. But of course, that was before I had three kids. But you know, now that they're getting older, I can you know, especially spring break. Hey, they might be a they may be a easy cheap thing to do on spring break. See how many galleries we can go to. See how many. Um, just go downtown, take them on the camera walk with me or something. I may, I may do that. But check out sepagallery.org. Check out, check out that organization. Um, info for artists. Like there's a res, uh, res, residency program. There's a feature. Let me see who's featured in, 
in residency. And there's also an open call for artists. Let me see who. Michael Brown, featured regional artist in residency. Michael Brown is a SEPA's 2014 cultural exchange artist in residency. I don't know why I keep messing that word up. But, uh, yeah, again, you know, this is how I discover, not only discover new work and and see, like, a body of work. I, I, I've never been to – actually, let me see. Have I been to Instagram? I'm to think. I know I have an Instagram account. But when I went to Instagram, it, I, I, all I saw, maybe I was, like, in the wrong searches. I know a lot of photographers use it because I hear it on podcasts all the time. But when, when I first went to Instagram – I saw like shoes and watches and chains. <laughs> that, that was like the first thing I saw. People taking pictures of their shoes, like watches and cars and, and stacks of money. So that's why I, when I, when I'm, you know, just, just want to like view some work. You can, you can go to these places like this, these, uh, these organizations and see the type of the, you know, like the level of work. And, and it'll give you it also give you an idea of what it takes to to gain some of this um notoriety you know what i mean like you can be you can be going in your own zone in your own mode and thinking you're doing something and then until you see somebody really really hustling <laughs> you know like what what's the guy named bill cunningham is that his name the the uh the photographer in in new york is his name is it bill i saw a, i saw a documentary yeah, Bill Cunningham. He he's the 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 guy that's been doing it forever. He's like eighty seven years old, and um, and, and you know when you think you're like hustling, and then you see this guy riding a fucking bicycle with a camera around his neck, and you realize, man, you know, you you, you thirty two, and you waking up wondering, am I gonna shoot today? You know, I don't feel like. And then you see this guy's documentary on Netflix. Or you you know you just read a little bit about them and you be like, what you know, come on man get up, you know what I mean? So when I look at stuff like this, when I you know when I'm you know finding these gallery, I'm not looking for something to copy. I'm just looking for a little boost, a little inspiration. You know, sometimes you just got to do that. You know, you just got to do that. And that's why I don't go to like when I hear what's popular. I'm always looking for. I'm always like trying to find stuff organically. You know what I mean? Like, and especially, this is one thing I like. I, I like to, I like to look at somebody's work, and then picture what this person is like. You know what they look like, um, you know what they're about, and then, you know, from their images, and then you you uh, you see them or you find them on the about page, and they don't look anything like you thought they were gonna look. Their life is totally different. And you know, you know what I mean? It's, and it's like it give you just because I'm not like a out there and about type person. I'm like like a social butterfly, like out there doing things on social social media. I'm not like going to parties or none of that shit. So sometimes this is how I meet people. <laughs> this is how I, I meet people through through organically discovering these galleries, these organizations and things like that. So anyway. So that's it. Uh SEPAgallery.org. All right, so check out this. Uh, came across this best this contest, best the best photos from the black and white child photography, 2015 contest. Again, I you know there's a photography specific to black and white, and specific to child photography. Um. So the black and white, the B and W child, B and W child, is an annual international photography contest devoted 100 percent to the art of black and white child photography. In 2015, we organized the second annual international photo contest in black and white child photography. We've received over 5,000 photographs from all over the globe. This is this is the gallery of winning photographs in the first and second half of the contest in 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 this year. So, uh, of 2015. So, um so again, so like this this is a new contest. This is when you want to get in. This is when you want to be the trendsetter. This is when you want to, you know, you want to start setting the standard for for contests to come in the future. You know, it's on the, it's on the second annual international. So this is one that's going to go on the top of my radar. When I see contests like this or new magazines or new uh, 
like call for entries for like a new um a new type of content like there's there's one by uh Lensworth. I think the deadline's like June 15th or something like that or maybe even July. No, I think it's June 15th that I want to enter because it's like the first of its kind. It's like a first time type of thing. So, uh yeah, check out these images, man. These these are some these are some 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 damn good images. And then so what I would do or what I'm going to do is I you know, I when I come across like something that grabs my eye, then I want to find out more about that photographer. You know what I mean? I want to find out like like who like man, what kind of person captured this image? You know? I mean, this is this is when 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 you know, you have people that they can spout out all of these just the same man the same damn names of photographers the same like Richard Abaddon uh uh Robert Frank like the same fucking five or six photographers but I I don't care about that I I I want these unknown people that's who I get inspired by I mean I get inspired by those As a matter of fact uh I got this I got these three books from the library big as shit big big ass books and let me let me tell you. So, you know, so I'm not saying I don't oh shit, I lost my page. I'm not saying I don't get inspired by them, by those those uh photographers. So this one book is called American America at Home, a close up look at how we live. And this one was created by Rick Smallin. If you don't know who Rick Smallin is, do a, do a Google search and Jennifer Irwin. And I think they're a couple actually. Um and this this book it is is matter of fact the cover is is a house in Westminster, Colorado. It doesn't even look like Westminster. I I swore it was somewhere down south. Matter of fact, I showed my wife this picture. I said, if you I said looking at this picture, where do you think this is? She said somewhere down south. So I had the same thing. I had the same thing in my. I was thinking it was straight up somewhere down south, but it's in Westminster, Colorado. So that's this book, and it's it's about uh. I know I went from talking about this photo award to a book review, but it's not a book review. I'm just going to mention them. Uh, I got these at the library. Um, and it's, it's like a, it's, it's like a journalistic look into people, into people's lives. And what's fascinating about me, I mean, what was, what I'm, what I was fascinated about is like all the time I was wondering, how did he get access into these people's kitchen? Are these strangers? Did he know these people? You 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 got to take a look at the book. Get it at the library. Let me see if you were to buy it on Amazon. I don't know how much it is on Amazon, but I stopped buying books like this a long time ago. I still would buy like a reference book, a book that I you know can keep going, like bookmark and keep going by back to you know like for a technique or, or something like that. But um, I don't know what. Okay, so this book is MSRP. 40 bucks. So that's one. $40. And then this second one, uh, another Rick's. Wait a minute. Another book by Rick Smallin and Jennifer Earl. I didn't even realize that. <laughs> it's the same authors, Rick Smallin and Jennifer Earl. And I'm pretty sure they're, they're, they're husband and wife. If not dating or something, I can't remember. But this one is called The Human Face of Big Data. Also from the library, and it's a gigantic book. I mean, it is huge. Um, this one would be fifty bucks MSRP, but I haven't even looked at this one yet, so I haven't even went through this one yet. And so, getting to my point about you know, when I was saying not that I don't idolize those photographers, this third book is called "It's the Magnum Stories," and of course, it's it's the photographers of of Magnum. And this book, if I was, if this this book is eighty bucks, MSRP, eighty dollars. So that's you know that's a good, almost two hundred bucks, in books, three books. So no, I can't I can't just go drop two hundred bucks on books, but I can go to the library, and this Magnum one I haven't went through either, uh, all the way. I mean it's 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 thick, man. Let me see how many pages. Five hundred, from from front front to back. 510 pages so so yeah so so yeah when I say that I'm not saying I don't look at their work but I'm just saying I I get inspired by 
these unknowns. People might like like me. I'm unknown, you know. And and then when I see the see their work, it it's almost like the same caliber as, as these people, you know, that we know the names of and idolize. Idolize. I mean, this some of this work is just just phenomenal, man. And and it's like I would never like you know you know you know what's awesome. Like I can see something like I would never. I would never create that image, but I'm glad somebody did because it's fucking awesome and I can look at it and I can enjoy it. There's this one it's simple, simple picture of this kid and there's a butterfly on his nose and uh, man, you just got to check it out. Let me see. Where did I even get this? Where did I even come across this? So, I mean, some of these you can see kind of inspired by, you know, Sally Mann and uh, I can't remember the other lady name. Definitely, definitely got some Sally Manish. <laughs> What's the other lady name that did like kids photo? There's, there's a documentary on this one lady, but um, I can't remember her name. But she did sort of the same thing as Sally Man. Like it, like took new pictures of her kids and you know got in, you know got some criticism, got famous, and then. Um, yeah, I'm just still going down. I mean, man, this 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 work. You know, I did a, I did a project with my first daughter was born, and I actually uh, this this is one of the, uh, this 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 kind of messed me up. This is one of the, my biggest mistakes in photography, in my photographic career, right? So I I was doing these pro this project. I was doing it to 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 like get any sort of editorial work. I, I like I can never I can't see myself doing anything like that. I was doing it to get like these to get clients for like moms and dads um to try to look outside of the standard pose portraits. You know what I mean? So I was doing these projects with my daughter, but then I got this uh I got this call and I thought it was a joke, but it was from the biggest like ad agency. Is is the, the big one of the biggest one. I think it's like the top three or something like that. Now this was back in like 2005 or six. I was still, I was working, I was still working for the DOD. Uh, no, actually it had to be earlier than that then. But so I was just, you know, I was just getting into photography where I was doing it as a business. I hadn't done a wedding yet. I was doing uh, family portraits and stuff, but I, I didn't, I just didn't want to do like the Olin Mills type portrait. But I had a body of work, but didn't have like a physical portfolio. Although I had prints that I printed on my Epson, I think I had like an Epson 1400 or whatever, whatever the, the latest and greatest Epson was at the time. And I didn't have a portfolio, right? Like a physical portfolio. And the lady called the, um, I can't remember what her title was, but she was like, can you get a portfolio to us? They, they were paying for it. It was on their dime. She's like, yeah, just can you overnight it to us? And she said, I'll send you the FedEx, um, whatever the number, you know, the the billing, the the, the uh, purchase order number or billing number or whatever. And and I instead instead of just saying I don't have a physical portfolio, I was like, oh yeah, I can do that. And I was like, man, I put together this bullshit portfolio from these Epson images, which one great images at all at all, I, it, man. I want to, I want to fucking die just thinking about it. Right. So I, and we, we didn't live anywhere close to a FedEx and I couldn't do, I couldn't call and say, you know, like schedule a pickup because it was, it was like already late. And so I, I called the FedEx and asked them what time they closed. They had closed, they were getting ready to close in like an hour. And this lady had stressed that like within the next two days, they're going to pick somebody. And, the the job was in Chicago, and I was like, cool, cause my 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 wife is from uh, this little small town in Illinois, like probably an hour and a half, two hours. Uh, the north is she? Are they north? No, south. No, no, north of Chicago. So I was like, cool, I can stay with you know mom and mom and dad in law, <laughs> you know, so and, and drive up and drive up there, right? And um. And, she, and this lady here, I'm, I'm, I'm not like inflating the story, but this lady, she said she liked my images. She like she just she 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 liked my approach, and um, 
you know, and I was like, I mean, to me, that was that was enough right there. But to want to see a portfolio, because I was thinking in my head, I'm like, well, the same shit that I'm going to send you is what's on the website, you know, really. But I did have some different stuff. But um, so I ended up sending a tour. <laughs> and I got, and this is before I knew, like, follow up. I mean, man, I was like, I have, I did, I had no experience with this, this, you know, but I had no experience with like follow up or none of this stuff. So I, I put it, got it in the mail, sent, you know, FedExed it, uh, and you know, and that was that night. So the next day passed. The third day from now, now okay. So say that was a Monday. I did that Monday night. So Tuesday passed. Wednesday, I get home from work. The portfolio is sitting. Is sitting at my doorstep, and um, there was like a letter. I can't remember exactly what it said, or maybe I'm in the, I blocked it out. But it was pretty much like uh, the level the level of work in that portfolio I sent them wasn't the same that they saw on online. And I was thinking like, and I know it was a it it wasn't the images per se. It was it was the presentation. You know, it it was it was just like a fucking Atoya portfolio book. I just threw some images, and you know, and, and again, I had never even seen really even to this day. I've never seen like somebody's portfolio. You know what I mean? I've never, but you know, except for like online where people pay three, four hundred bucks for a physical portfolio. At the time, I don't think people do that now, but at the time, that's what people were doing. They were making these uh, elaborate like leather bound portfolios and there was this company that was was charging like I was like I can't spend that I I just I just couldn't so anyway I can't remember how I got on this store um oh so yeah talking about these these kids for this these kids pictures so when I see these you know these these uh images like this it, it kind of remind me of when I used to take pictures of my daughter um but more for myself, you know, like I said, that was the only time I even like submitted to anything. And then there was a there was later there was another project that was based around telling you know stories of of kids and stuff that I submitted. But um, anyway, man, I I can I I can ramble, I can ramble. Oh yeah, so let me let me tell you where you can go to find this project and and, and take a look at these awesome awesome images. Um. So it's the black and white, black and white dot child photo competition dot com. And who's who hosted? Like, it has to be. So, you know, it's not a scam. Let me see. Uh, like, are there any sponsors or just child photo competition devoted to the art of child photographer, child photography? Yeah, so check it out. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna have to do a little more research on this because this this is like a contest I would definitely wanna um, enter. So it looks like they have a color competition as well. But it's uh, you can check out the main site. The main site is childphotocompetition.com. But the the particular contest I was I was talking about was blackandwhite.childphotocompetition.com. So check that out, man. Do do you always always do your research though you know do your research. Um, what else I want to talk about? I may not even get to these other story. Oh, you know, I did, let me mention this quick. So I came across this article. There's this there's this company there's this software called Affinity Photo, and I guess it's on it's on Mac, but it looks like they have a version coming out for Windows. And what I'm looking at, it looks like they are a they're gonna be a Photoshop competitor. You may be saying, so what? All right, well, what what drew me to it, and I, I have Creative Cloud. I'm actually getting ready to, to downgrade to just the photography, the photo, the the photo plan, you know, Lightroom, Photoshop, and whatever other little mobile things that come with it. But the thing about this affinity photo. And you can find it at Affinity, and that's A-F-F-I-N-I-T-Y, affinity.serif, S-E-R-I-F.com, affinity.serif.com. Uh, the awesome thing is it's going to be 50 bucks. 
no subscription, just $50. That's it. $50. And it's going to be like a full scale, as far as I can see, rival to Photoshop. Man, I mean, of course, I'm skeptical. Um, you know, I'm, I'm skeptical. But, but check out, you can go and sign up for... Um, Oh, hold up. So if you click on, I just clicked on a link and it says we are now only a matter of, of weeks away from our first free beta of affinity on windows and I'm getting ready to sign up. So I'm going to sign up so you can go there and sign up for the beta, which I'm going to do. Just put your name, your email address and your country. Yeah, that's definitely something I would want to check out. $50. Come on, man. I mean, of course, you know, I probably I, I probably wouldn't unless it comes with something like Lightroom. Um, you know, but it, it's still probably you know me may be something just to get it on the ground floor, and especially if it's fifty dollars. It, chances are it won't stay fifty dollars. We all remember when 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 you know when Photoshop was just one price and you owned it, and now you pay monthly. But um, but you can watch this video on affinity.serif.com. You can watch a video and it shows you like in this rapid moving video some of the unbelievable things they can do of, of course it's it's not in real time so you know i mean they make it look a lot easier than than what it is um but still man just some of the stuff they're doing just seem too good to be true I'm, I'm just going to say it. It just seems too too good to be true. I mean, if you were, I've I've used Photoshop for since what one, Photoshop 1.2 or whatever the first uh, first version was. Um, actually, was it even Photoshop? I, I think I even used it when it was maybe version two because it was it was. I'm trying to see if it was Adobe Photoshop. No, no, I don't even I don't think it was Adobe Photoshop when I used it when I first used it. And I was blown away then because at the time I used it, I was I was doing I wasn't doing like photo editing, but I was I was I was needing a tool to uh, composite and to remove backgrounds and do stuff like that. So that's what I was using it for, and I didn't. And I actually also used Corel Fractals. You remember that? You remember Corel Fractals? <laughs> um, was it called? Yeah, it was called Corel Fractals, or was it? It was something Fractals. It, actually, I think it was something else, and I think Corel bought it. Anyway, yeah, check that out. Affinity Photo. You Mac users are probably already hip to this, but you know, for Windows, I, I this is my first time hearing of of this program. So, check that out at your leisure. Um, what else? What else did I want to mention here? Oh yeah. So there's this. Let me let me find a link, man. Uh, there's this company called Parachute, right? All right. So Parachute. This is how Parachute works. Parachute is is um. Uh, what is it? It's like a. Okay, so you know how like you you have those razors, like um. What's the company? Well, you can you can order razors. And, and just get razors shipped to your house. Also, like the, there's a like there's one called like MeUndies. You can just get underwear or um, Trunk Club. You know these places, they, these new thing where you just pay like a monthly subscription. You can get shit sh sent sent to you. So check out this. So this is this is how this thing works. So you go onto this website, Parachute.co, complete a profile. So you reserve your spot by filling out your parachute profile and gear wishlist, camera gear, right? From drones and accessories to cameras and lenses, our experts will curate top of the line gear that's specific to your shooting styles and needs. So specific to your profile, right? So step two, receive your gear. We call it, we call it the shoot, the shoot drop. <laughs> receive gear to complete your capturing experience like a complete time-lapse package or even your dream camera and memory card or film specific to your preference, right? Step three, member perks. Receive targeted educational tools to help you learn how to use the gear. Keep the gear as long as you want. Send send it back with our prepaid shipping label to try something new, no hassle. And I apologize if I'm 
sounding a lot louder because I just I just uh, leaned into the microphone a bit. Uh, number four, love it, keep it. Falling in love with the gear can happen. No worries. If you love it, members receive receive great discounts on their favorite gear. So it is like that. It's like it's like Trunk Club. It's more like Trunk Club because Trunk Club, from what I hear, I've never used it. This is just from what I hear from advertisements on podcasts. Trunk Club is like you do the same thing. You go online to Trunk Club or whatever, and you you know you make a list of like the shit you want to wear, whatever you think is good, or whatever your style is. Again, I'm, I'm not sure. And then I think they send you clothes, and then you keep what you want, and then send everything else back, all for like whatever you pay monthly. And and so with this parachute, it's the same thing before camera gear. And your first month is ninety nine bucks. Regular price is one forty nine a month, and this is launching in late spring. So you know when I'm when I'm looking at this, this looks like some you know like a lot. I I think I mentioned to you guys uh, before about like how some of these podcasts. You go to you go to five different podcasts and there's it's the same fucking sponsors, and you, it's like you're not you can't be using all of this stuff unless they just sending it free to you. Something like this, I would I would definitely it, it's relatable to my podcast. I would definitely, uh, especially oh I wonder if they have like vintage cameras. Oh yeah, just check it out. I scroll down uh, scroll down more and it says what to expect from digital to analog. So they have. Oh, I guess I could have should have kept reading. So, what's in the shoot drop? Endless combinations of gear, export expert creation, big brands. You got it. All of that stuff, man. Wow. So, if I wanted to, if I wanted to uh, check out like an old school, uh, like Mamiya, what is it? Press twenty three or something like that, or even like a Leica. Uh, I don't know what's the old like one of these old Leicas or something just to see what all the hype is about, or even like a there's a there's a um, point shoot camera I, I saw it's like a context something she's like five hundred bucks that you know I've been I've been grabbing up these uh, cheap point and shoots when I came across that one is is pretty, but I was like I'm not paying five hundred bucks for it but something like this man for what one forty nine a month I can ch- I can check out di- different cameras. But see, I want to know. I want to know, like, um, if this is going to kill like the rental business, for one, and also I want to. I'll be. I'll be interested in seeing like how they price it if you want to keep it. You know what I mean? Like, if you want to keep it, how you know, like, what kind of discount? I, I want to see that. That's that's interesting. That's that's pretty interesting. So check that out parachute.co um and if you didn't know about it and if they they ask you like where do you hear from hey man say say tc say tell us sent you straight talk uncut see if i can get me some sponsorship you know i say i wasn't going to do any anything like that until i reached my 100 episode um as i because i i, I mentioned 100 episodes my goal and then i'm a, you know i'm i'm going to look back and see what can I improve. Uh, I may have like better gear. So far, I haven't bought any better gear. Actually, let me tell you this. So right now, I'm recording on my standard microphone, but I'm also recording on my Note 5. I, I got my Note 5 yesterday. Uh, I'm, I'm recording on my Android 3 and also my Note 2. Because what I discovered all of this time, I've been using uh, my this Sony lapel microphone for like backup. I, I don't think it was, it's been recording, and I've never even thought to test it out. But I plugged it into my computer this morning to test it out because I, w- I wanted to see what the audio quality was like on a ne- on a Note Five, and uh, I'm like, wait a minute, it's it's not even recording. So anyway, yeah. So I, I said I won't do any kind of like sponsor, sh- you know, like get any kind of sponsor or do anything like that until I hit my 100 episodes. So and, and see like who's around, who's still sticking around. Uh, check out my reviews and see like what what am I doing wrong? What am I doing right? What can I improve? Again, going back to that quote. Going back to that quote, man. As long as you trying to better yourself at something, you never have a dull day. Um, but yeah, man, I think that's it for this episode of Straight Talk Uncut. Hey, appreciate you guys coming back. Uh, it's gonna get better, you know. Uh, small, small incremental changes, both 
changes you guys can see and changes behind the scene that you guys won't see. Um, you know, keep keep leaving me feedback on, on the timeline on SoundCloud. Email tell us at straighttalkuncut.com. You know, you know my my saying, like I always say, I don't know a lot, but what I do know, I try to talk talk straight about this straight talk straight talk uncut, man. Talk to you guys next time.